Hey, what's up? This is Gabo from Fayuca, and you are listening to the Sun Solar Panel Podcast. A lot of mercy. Oh, no, <laughs> podcast, of course, we have Mr. Greg Esposito. Hello. And joining us, as always, Mr. David King. Hello there. <laughs> Jesus. Hello. So... <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know what? We we have to admit that we're fully stealing uh, Paul Pichelia's stick on fanning the flames, his shtick, because he does a weird, different hello every time on their podcast. For those who listen to it, because they only do one once a quarter. I I've only heard the one that I was on. So uh, and to be fair, we recorded that at like one fifteen in the morning when I was. On the road, so I have yeah. I have no yeah, clue what he does. You're doing like, like guest spots all over the place. People ask me. I'm I'm a man of the people. I you know I I, I go and do a, a guest spot. You know. I do think it's great. So you were on Locked On Suns, I think, last week, correct? Uh-huh. Yes. How how was uh, how was that? They're they're nice young gentlemen, and uh, it was nice uh, young gentlemen. it was uh, it was fun to be on there. And well, I think I got to talk. I mean, how was it? <laughs> I think I got to talk more on that show than I've ever been able to on this one. So I loved it. I loved to hear well, my did own. Did you voice. nonstop then? Pretty much. It was a question, and then they're like, "Go," and I just went. And so, so people had to I suffer listening to me. No, not 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 as much as that. It literally was. One of them would uh, would give a question. I'd go for. <laughs> they'd like pull the ripcord. I'd go for fifteen minutes. It was it was awful for the listener, but fantastic for point, my ego. So at some point, I get too bored and I have to hear myself talk. So I that's know. true. Yeah. Well. Um, (laughs) when you're when you're riffing on riffing (laughs) locked on suns love that podcast fanning the flames by far my favorite phoenix suns podcast that uh (laughs) there is out there so anybody that hasn't checked out fanning the flames really great podcast while we're talking about podcasts uh, i did want to ask you espo so you have a new project what is it what is it called what do you talk about how can people find it? whoa you're letting me promote my other project what a deal it's called the uh dry heat check you can Find it the same way you find this one by uh, Googling it or uh, looking at it on your podcast, uh, uh, your fine podcast provider. Uh, it, it's I actually used to do this one be, uh, before uh, we started the Sun Solar Panel, but it's just kind of a general Arizona sports show, uh, and we do some dad talk. It's with a buddy of mine named Jared Cohen, who used to be in the business as mm-hmm. well, and we just uh, we have some fun with it. We usually don't talk. A lot of Suns, because I figure people are sick of hearing me talk about the Suns uh, with with the number of them that we do here. But we uh, we just have a we're just kind of off the wall with it. We do uh, clickbait headlines uh, where we just randomly will pick topics from Arizona sports, and I'm forced to come up with salacious headlines. Basically, I turn it into a Valley of the Suns uh, episode, and then uh, and we do things like that. So it's just it's just fun. So. Uh, Dry heat check. Go check it out uh, if you uh, want to uh, add something to listen to after you listen to the solar panel. So, And so I will also add that to the show notes. If you are listening on the podcast version of this, just check out the show notes. There will be a link to Greg's new podcast, uh, which eventually he's going to leave the solar panel and go to them. It's fine. They're the new mistress. Dave yeah. and I aren't jealous at all. Listen, they may be younger. It may be hotter. But you guys have the money, so I'm not going anywhere, all right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it comes down to. I, I just get my fun well, there, and then I come back to you, right? If we're promoting non-solar panel things, I'm not sure if anyone ever noticed, but I do write for a different website than, than and just podcast, you know? 
Have we uh, ever is, talked about that? I don't know. I've never heard of you mention a website before. Is this... <laughs> that would be brightsideofthesun.com. Yeah, who would have guessed? www.com. <laughs> Do you really hey, need you sound... the WWW? Like, is that, is no. that really required at this point? <laughs> That's why I stopped right then. I was like, I don't know how to finish this. That's like old school. That's too okay. old even for me. So anybody watching, especially on the YouTube, is probably pissed that we haven't talked about the Suns yet. What we are doing on this episode is, so we've had a series that we've been doing, which is comparing the Suns' uh, projected starting lineup versus other teams in the West. We're finally finishing that up this week. We're going to do the entire Western Conference, but we're going to compare the Suns' center, um, not just, uh, so DeAndre Aiden, of course, um, but their backup center as well, Aaron Bain. So comparing the Suns' starting and projected backup centers to other teams in the West. Now, before we get started with that uh there was this really and I, I wouldn't even call it strange because at this point i just expect this kind of reaction with anything related to the suns especially during the off season but this huge um uproar because james jones <laughs> i believe said something about trying ayton out at the four and i get it ayton's the center blah 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 but my thing is why the hell wouldn't you try it for spot minutes just to see if it works especially when you have aaron baines on the damn Roth. Like, what is the issue with it? Even in pickup basketball, even in pickup basketball, you, you, you oftentimes will set your lineups based on who you're playing. And if you're playing a, another team with size, you're going to roll out your bigger lineups. That's just the way it is. What is confusing about this? Well, why do we get so bent out of shape about positions in today's NBA? I mean, I, you look at it and half the time you're playing uh, a lead guard and a bunch of wings and maybe a big man and in some cases and a lot of times not like what what difference does it make where DeAndre Ayton plays and it's not like we're talking about last year where uh you know your center options wouldn't have been all that attractive like Aaron Baines is a better player than the Suns uh, add on the roster last year to play center I know Rashawn Holmes fans are going to come uh knocking on my door and and uh, you know try to burn it down but you know I, I I don't care whatever works if they win games like that great because you know what uh DeAndre Ayton played power forward in college everybody seems to not remember that part of the the thing here but played power forward primarily in college he played next to a big man who was a more traditional center uh, in the sense uh, at, at U of A so if it if they want to try it great try it it's going to depend on to your point, Tim, matchups. You're not going to do it against a team that that's running a much smaller lineup out there unless you think it's going to give you a massive competitive advantage on uh, on at least one end of the floor. But uh, try anything. This is this was a 19-win team last year. Nothing sacred. Nothing to, <laughs> that you you can't try at this point. So what's interesting is that the uh, the quotes, the, the, the isolated quote off of the interview with Lindsay Smith, who did a really good job on her podcast, The Outlet, um, interview, and she interviewed James Jones. We've heard James talk before, and he'll, he'll talk about just about anything. He's, he's very personable, but he'll also say just about anything, and it won't always line up with something he actually wants the team to do down the road because he's, he's just riffing. He's just going off a little bit. And in this case, she goes, what do you feel about your power forward position? And he was just ticking and literally looking at his finger, almost looking at his fingers going, well, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. Oh, yeah. And we could play DeAndre Ayton uh, as, as long as Aaron Baines is the center. You know, it's like he was just going down a list. Uh, yeah. So it's okay. But um, having said that, 
you don't want DeAndre Ayton to be a full-time. Other people have gone off the other end. Some people have and said DeAndre Ayton should be a power forward in today's NBA. That's not that's not right. Uh, you don't want to play him 30 minutes a game next to a lumbering center because while DeAndre Ayton can play defense with the guy in front of him, he's real, real bad at turning his head and watching the ball, um, which is fine for a center trying to protect the rim. Actually, we need that. Um, but it's not good for a guy defending the perimeter because he'll get backdoored constantly. And you've already got Devin Booker getting that done to him on the other side of the court. So basically teams would just have a free-for-all diving to the rim. So I think that um, Aiden in lots of minutes at power forward might end up being used um, against the Suns. But I do think Aiden in spot minutes at power forward can really help if you really need to uh, secure some rebounds and and bully some other teams or, or stop being bullied by some other teams. Like last year's Utah Jazz. They played Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert a lot. Neither is a real power forward. Uh, and, and that worked for them in stints, but they couldn't make it go for 30 minutes a game. Even, even though those two were two of the five best players on the roster, the, the Jazz couldn't go for too many minutes in a row with Favors and Gobert next to each other unless they were trying to, you know, the, the slam and, 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 and rebound game for a few. That's what the Suns can do with Baines and Aiden. It won't last long minutes, but it's certainly a good change of pace. The same argument I make for Devin Booker as a point guard, don't go long minutes with it because then that's too much. But change of pace and, and shock and awe, that kind of thing, can be great. Well, yeah, especially if if they spread DeAndre Ayton out a little bit more. I mean, he showed he could shoot. Uh, and in college, he shot the three a, a little bit. So if they spread him out, playing him every once in a while at power forward isn't a problem. People are acting like James Jones came out and said, DeAndre Ayton is our starting power forward. And it wasn't, to your point, it wasn't that. He just simply was saying, we've got a lot of guys that can play power forward this year. Wasn't necessarily the case last year. So, I mean, I'm fine with with the thought of experimenting with it and, and just rolling with it. What I am a little surprised about is that no one has freaked out about Frank Kaminsky being listed first when James was talking off the top of his head. I mean, if you're going to overreact to DeAndre Ayton being mentioned at all, really, Frank ahead of Dario? Yeah, like, I mean, the whole thing, it's... It's September. It was a random list off the top of his head. It's and a, he's not the coach. It's like the thirsty man and on on the deserted island right now for fans. Anything that that looks like water, they're jumping at. Anything that that can get them you know riled up is a good time right now because there's not a lot to talk about. We're two weeks. We see the home stretch. We see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's still. Give me something to, to to freak out about right now, and this just happened to be the uh, the thing this this week. I gotta tell you, I I I can't fucking stand Suns Twitter, man. I don't even get on that shit anymore. I just uh, I think the off season has really made it difficult for me to in, enjoy engaging on that platform. Yeah, I take There's everything. There's a lot it. of prov- provocation out there. Yeah. I went back and forth a little bit on the whole cancel culture thing with with some folks on twitter yesterday and i'm just like it's just gone too far everything on on twitter goes too far because everyone's trying to provoke each other just this morning as i put out an article on the five players in the nba who could dominate the league in the coming years 
and uh, there wasn't a Suns player on the list, but there was a certain Dallas Mavericks player on the list, and and a couple of Suns Twitter immediately, you know, basically tried to provoke. Uh, provoke discussion by going, oh, you hate to see it, or oh, here we go again. And they didn't even have to like say exactly what they're provoking, but there was only one thing to have provoked this morning. Hey, let's, and it's the Doncic versus Aiden or Doncic versus Booker debate. Let's just be, let's be honest. That's Can't the we world, all just get along? No, that's the world we live in right now. It's divided. It's, uh, it's about creating inflammatory discussion and it's not it's not isolated to sun's and twitter it's even funnier is when you call people out on being inflammatory they're like no i wasn't oh <laughs> i know who you're talking about oh there there's uh, people like that with uh you, you call them out on clickbait headlines and like oh, we don't do that oh sure you what don't are you talking about yeah. i didn't provoke anything yeah yeah 100 percent um i tend to block those people so I do want to uh, go ahead and uh, read a comment from somebody that is listening or watching, I should Hold say, on one, the one YouTube second. chat. You're the Dikembe Mutombo of Twitter, all right? You block people like crazy. You, you, this is you on Twitter, you know? I, uh, dude, I block my own family on, on social media. It, it, like, I don't need... The thing is, I don't need negativity in my life. I don't need it in my real life. I don't need it on the internet. Uh, if you're going to be an asshole, if I'm related to you, or you're just some douchebag, uh, I don't need that in uh, my life. So yeah, I'll block it. I don't. But care. you spend every Saturday morning with Dave and I, which seems counter to that entire thing. So well, we're not well, actually as negative <laughs> as Greg paints us to be. Oh. We're just we're just level-headed, which in this world comes across as negative to some people and positive to other people. Um, so we do need to get going, but I, I do want to read a comment from somebody watching on the YouTube chat right now because I think it's really interesting. Um, it's This is coming from Corbin. He says, good morning, long-time listener, first time live. Appreciate you joining. Uh, he says, I'm actually a 15-year Laker fan, but you guys are pretty cool. So we have a Laker fan watching the show. Oh, I think he oh, means 15-year Laker fan, but takes time off when the Clippers are better than the Lakers. Is that is that right? Oh, don't Sorry, rip him. I'm Come kidding. on, man. I'm Look, kidding. Corbin, we love having you on here. You're going to love Troy Daniels. Your fans are going to wish he had more. He got more minutes. Um, that's the way it is for Troy's career. So um, enjoy. Oh, Jared Dudley. Some of you guys are going to absolutely love Jared Dudley, and others of you are like, why is he in the league? And it's going to change every day, but uh, he's a good guy, too. Yeah, good, good follow on, on Twitter if, uh, if you're Very looking for follow. entertainment. He is. Uh, not, not one of those douchebags, too. Um, <laughs> so what we're doing here, we're going to be comparing DeAndre Ayton and Aaron Baines versus other centers in the West. I didn't go and grab all of the advanced metrics on this because we have so many teams that we got to get through. I want to make this... Um, uh, flow a little bit faster than some of our other episodes have because we have twice as many team teams to do for it. So, um, uh, so there's just hot take episode right here. A, a little bit. I, I have like their counting stats. <laughs> I do think it's important that when we're listing the second center, um, these stats oftentimes are guys that played 15 minutes a game last season. So we need to keep that in mind. Like situations uh, situations could change, like Aaron Baines exactly. Um, so DeAndre Ayton, last season, 16 points, 10 boards, 0.9 blocks. Aaron Baines, 5.6 points, 4.7 rebounds, and 0.7 blocks. So let's go ahead and let's compare that to the Warriors. Warriors projected starting and backup center rotation. Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, Kavon Looney, Willie Cauley-Stein, 12 points, 8 boards, 0.6 blocks. 
Looney, six points, five boards, and 0.7 blocks. What's your take? Yeah, give me the Suns in a heartbeat here. Uh, when you look at it, DeAndre Ayton is, is significantly better than Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, Looney and Baines, I think, is a toss-up. I'm going Suns all the way on this one. Yeah, you got to. I mean, everyone loves um, Kevon Looney. Willie Cauley-Stein is a guy who hasn't quite lived up to the hope um, when he came out of college. Um, but he's, he's a pretty good rim runner kind of player. So I, I think the Warriors are going to get what they wanted out of the sun, out of the uh, center rotation, but the sun's centers are going to be better. I really like Looney. I think right, I, I, right. I, but I, you I couldn't probably... put him on the suns and expect him to be a 2010 guy. No, it is a bit of a toss-up. I would agree with Greg on this one. Between Aaron Baines and Looney, I do think I would rather have Looney probably than Aaron Baines, um, especially at this point in their career, although I do really like Baines a lot. But that being said, I mean, DeAndre Aiden versus Willie Cauley-Stein, I mean, you know, that, that ain't even close. I actually would expect by the end of the season, or if not even by December, that Looney will be starting over Stein. Um, I'm surprised that he's not... Penciled in as their projected starter. Frankly. Yeah, so I think it'll. I think they'll flop. So yeah. we do. We agree, though, that the Suns' um, center rotation is better than the Warriors. Yes. All right. Moving on to the Trailblazers. This one's kind of funny. Hassan <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whiteside, Pau Gasol. Yes, I do realize that uh, there is a lingering injury and uh, Nurkic could very well be playing, but we're going to roll with this one. Um, Hassan Whiteside, last season, 12 points, 11 boards, two blocks. Uh, Pau Gasol, four points, 4.6 boards, 0.5 blocks. What's your guys' take? I would I would go the Blazers here. I think Whiteside is in for uh, a bounce back. I, I like Gasol, and then you've got Nurkic sitting out there in the wings with the injury. I think it's, I don't think it's by leaps and bounds that that, that the Blazers are better, but I think I would take the Blazers in totality slightly over the Suns here. Well, you're accounting for Nurkic, though. I, I am, because I think you're going to, I think that's one, I know we're, we're trying to do this based on just the two guys we're listing, but you can't ignore that Nurkic is waiting in the wings, and, and I think Hassan Whiteside uh, is is a good play. I mean, even in a down season, you you see those counting stats there. Like, I think I think he's very good. He's going to have a very big impact uh, on that team. And and Gasol brings a, a veteran presence and and a championship uh, a pedigree. So I know he's old, but I still think I, I just think that the mix is uh, it gives them the slight advantage there. This one's tough because I've never been a fan of Hassan Whiteside as a player. He did play himself kind of out of Miami eventually. Um, he's been alternately discussed as a really good defender and a really bad defender, depending on what you like on defense on as a center. Um, <clears throat> he's been talked about as being somebody you can win with and somebody you can't win with. I mean, he's he's had a lot of a lot of polarizing opinions out there. Um, and I've never been a huge fan of his, so it's tough for me to say um, that that situation is better. Paul Gasol is, is ba basically a bump on a log. Sure, he might get 10-5 and five against the Suns one, one game this year as, as their backup, but God, ooh, 
Um, he's not really there anymore. So I'm going to give the edge to the Suns. And it could be that Whiteside outplays Aiton, probable, uh, because Whiteside has that has that attitude toward him that where he might want to do that to a young guy like Aiton. And Aiton won't even care that, Bright, that Whiteside's out there trying to outdo him. He'll either do great or not, depending on how Aiton feels. Um, it could be that Whiteside outplays Aiton this year, but I still would rather have the Suns center rotation than the Blazers. I, you know, I think the one thing with Whiteside why I'm giving him uh, a slight uh, nod here is the simple fact that new team, usually a, a guy that, that has the kind of energy that he does that plays with that hustle comes out in a new situation and tries to prove something. So I, I think that's part of the factor here for me. Uh, I am going to side with Greg on this, not because of Whiteside. I think that Whiteside's likely going to mostly be out of the, the rotation come the end of the year. But I, I do think that you can't ignore Nurkic waiting in the wings. So that being said, uh, democracy here on the show and two of the three votes are going to the Trailblazers. <sighs> You guys are so terrible. Hey, we yeah. can't always vote. So, I mean, this would be a very boring show. No, if we actually, most of our votes have been suds. split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just guys should always side with me. That's what I'm frustrated about. Okay. You know, and Fair what's enough. funny about this next team is I, I didn't I didn't realize that one of these signings had happened. Um, so <laughs> the Rockets, uh, starting center, you have Clint Capella last season, 16.6 points, 12.7 rebounds, 1.5 blocks. Uh, there was uh, some calling for the Suns to uh, give him a max offer for some reason a couple of seasons ago that I would just never let go. Um, but then their backup center, Tyson Chandler, last season, three points, five boards, 0.4 blocks. Uh, I'm going Suns all day on this one. I'm going to go Suns, too, just because of the Tyson Chandler factor. We, uh, we've we seen that experience uh, front and center, and that's not uh, worth much. And then, yeah, to your point, uh, I never understood the Clint Capella fascination with uh, with trying to get him to Phoenix and, and massively overpay him. And I just, I prefer Aiton in this situation. So give me the Suns. <clears throat> See in the in the prior thing, man, I'm totally disagreeing with you guys today. In the in the prior comparison, I would much rather have DeAndre Aiden over Hassan Whiteside. If you gave me a choice and you said pick one, I would take DeAndre Aiden for sure. All even day, every I, day. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, but even with Nurkic, I would I would be like really uh, maybe still Nate, maybe still Aiden. Nurkic is much more actualized than Aiden is, but even a healthy Nurkic, I would be on the fence on. With uh, I'm going to flip here with the Rockets. Clint Capella is still really young. He's really uh, he really knows his role. He's really he doesn't st- step outside that. I I like Clint Capella a lot. Not necessarily to have given him the max, but I do like him a lot as a player. And so I'm more on the fence on that. I do like the Suns' backup Aaron Baines better than uh, Tyson Chandler. Or even aren't they fighting over whether Nene's contract is fully guaranteed or only partially guaranteed? All that. So Nene is still on the team as well, and he can be effective in, in spot minutes. Um, so I, 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 I am much more on the fence on whether the Rockets have a better center rotation for this year than the Suns, but I, I still, I'll still lean the Suns. I'm just be closer a, to being on the fence. Clint Capella will never be a star in the NBA. Devin, or DeAndre Ayton has the opportunity. Clint Capella is, is a star. There is no such thing as a defensive star, Dave. 
Not nobody nobody buys tickets. Thing. Nobody buys tickets to go, <laughs> I really want to see that defensive star. Let's, spoken it, like a true Suns fan. Uh, that, 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 <laughs> spoken like a re, like a true sports fan. Nobody nobody's buying tickets for defense, all right? Uh, nobody's oh, going on. Patrick Beverly sells tickets all the time. Oh, oh, oh sorry. That that nobody's going, I really want to go see the Rockets. Andre they Robertson got the... sells tickets at OKC. Yeah. I, does, sure... he, does he sell tickets or do like NBA nerds like us enjoy watching them on the league no, pass? I, I'm seriously, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of those guys sell tickets, but Clint Capella, all Greg was saying when you, when you um, put your headset down, Tim, Greg was saying that Clint Capella is not a star, and I just said he is defensively. That's yeah. all. But let, let's be honest. Uh, nobody went, hey, I really uh, – I want to see the Rockets play this week because they got that Clint Capella defensive star there. I don't care you don't about. Don't think he's as much of a star as Harden or Westbrook. I don't care about that guy with a beard or the the guy that came from OKC. Clint Capella is why I'm here. The guy with the beard who's who's like doing the karate and the and the boxing with his yeah. stomach hanging out. Like, I mean, him and Ray Felton on a team, James James Harden and Ray Felton should be a starting backcourt for some team. I'm disappointed that that the Rockets haven't figured this out, man. They could be like Uncle Uncle Lou and Uncle Uncle Charlie, who showed up to the team, you know, to the family lunch, and and they've got their their drag suits on. They're ready to go to the go to the uh, the court after after eating. So, um, so Suns over Rockets is is where we landed on that, right? Yeah. Are you cutting off my? my I am. Uh, did, did, did you guys see that video of Russell Westbrook and James Harden at the concert? And James Harden has has his hand over Russell Westbrook's shoulder, and Russell Westbrook was dancing. Oh no! I saw the one where they were they were hitting the they were hitting the bag, the punching yeah. bag. Okay, so I, I was just I saw that video. I was just like, if one of my friends had his arm around me like that, I'd tell him to get the hell off. Like it was a, kind of a weird, creepy moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't a little bit weird, but um, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going with the the Suns all day. Clint Capella is a fine player. He's he's just fine. I'd be happy if he was on the Suns, but I'd rather have DeAndre Ayton. Um, and I sure as hell would rather have Aaron Baines than the corpse of either Tyson Chandler or Nene. True. Uh, Jazz. So this one's tough. Well, not for me anyway. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 16 points, 13 boards, <clears throat> two and a half blocks. At Davis. Tower. Ed Davis, 5.8 points, 8.6 rebounds, 0.4 blocks. I'm sorry, guys, but I, I don't even know really how you can argue. Uh, next season, how you'd rather have the Suns? Uh, I oh, agree. No, I'm totally, I'm totally in on. Yeah, you'd, uh, much, much better if you had Rudy Gobert anchoring your defense for sure. So and, uh, I'm all over that one. Yeah, it's a, you can't make the argument that in in isolation next season that you'd. Rather the Suns, uh, the Suns than than the Jazz here at, at the center position. So, shooting guard all day, you can argue that, but not at uh, yeah. not at center. So. <laughs> we do argue that all day, every mm-hmm. day. We do. Uh, Suns Twitter during the off season, nothing better. All right, uh, OKC. This one's fun. So last <laughs> season you had Stephen Adams, and mm-hmm. you know not just last season, over the last couple of seasons, uh, fourteen points, ten boards, one block. Um, who I think his numbers will definitely increase this year. I think he's going to get a lot more touches. I think he's going to receive better passes. I think he's going to get a lot more boards because uh, uh, Westbrook isn't going to be there uh, stealing all of them from him. 
Um, so I think his production is going to go up. Nerland's Noel, five points, four boards, 1.2 blocks. A very much a different defensive player than Aaron Baines, but the type of defensive center that you can put him uh, on a point guard for the last possession and be completely comfortable with him out there isolated on an island. Where do you guys fall with this? Ooh, I was with you until that last statement. I, I struggle simply because Steven Adams is the one that got away from me. I remember his draft workout, and he came in, and he admitted he had never had a Reese's peanut butter cup, and I wanted the Suns to draft him <laughs> just so I could be the first person to introduce him to a Reese's peanut butter cup. And it never happened. some candy, so, little boy. <laughs> uh, so so that, was, uh, that was heartbreaking. But uh, C.J. McCollum was the other one. But uh, in terms of who would I rather have, uh, this one's tough. Uh, I'm going to go Suns, but only slightly because – uh, I I would not I, I would not be opposed to somebody arguing the other way, uh, but I'm gonna go Suns here. I I love Stephen Adams as a player. He's a good defensive player. He's a good rim protector. He's an intimidator. I love how he and DeAndre had some had some quips about each other um, uh, defensively you know, last year. Uh, DeAndre was saying after a game that Stephen Adams would just whisper to himself. At, at, at the free throw line, miss it, miss it, miss it, miss it, so he could get the go for the rebound. Even his own player wanting his <laughs> own player to miss the rebound, so he could miss the free throw, so he could get the rebound over DeAndre Ayton. And, and Ayton just was—he said he was just cracking up in the middle of the game, just listening to Adams pray for rebounding opportunities. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was hilarious. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Stephen Adams. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, okay. See on this one. I, I really do like Steven Adams a lot defensively. I just think he's really, he, he is the type of center that anchors an entire defense mm-hmm. just by him being out there. Um, and watch him closely the way he defends, the way he defends in space, the, when he helps, um, how he cuts off driving lanes. Like he is just really fantastic. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Okay. See, um, Dave, I think you're the deciding vote on this. Okay. See for sure. Okay, I and like I said, I, it's tough to argue with with that. I I I, I think it's the Suns, but I can see the argument there. All right, so uh, Spurs. This one's fun. Um, Jacob Powell, Drew Eubanks, Purtle, uh, Purtle. That's what I meant. Um, <laughs> Jacob Purtle, uh, five and a half points, five point three boy boards, point nine blocks. Uh, Drew Eubanks last season. <laughs> <laughs> One one point eight points, one point five rebounds, and point two blocks. Please make the case for this first. Oh, okay, Jakob Jakob Pertle, um, uh, is a guy. That's as far as I can go with that one. It's gonna be. It's definitely DeAndre Ayton, and Aaron Baines. <laughs> a guy. Is, so, he's so a dude in the NBA. So the Spurs have a starting center that sounds like the sound that Dave makes when he's hacking up a lung on this show, and then a backup that used to be used to be the band leader for Jay Leno. That's who we've got here. Is uh, all right. I, I'm going Suns here because I, I, yeah, and and we saw what Pop did with uh with even talented players in the uh in the World Cup. Maybe the shine's a little off Pop here too. So. I think he's I think he's dug a little too deep finding these two and uh I think the magic's over there. Uh, Drew 
Uh, Michael Rhodes making a comment on the YouTube chat. Uh, Espo's not. Um, yeah. Drew Eubanks, uh, you know, he was a rookie last season. Um, he could definitely see some improvement this year. Good for him. Yeah. Good for uh, him. He, might be, he should improve in his second year, but so should DeAndre Aiden. All right. So we are going Suns. Sinners better than the Spurs. All right, so Clippers, Zubak, Harold. You're really making our Lakers fan wait, aren't you? Yeah, he's going to have to wait a while. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, bud. Clippers, so Zubak, uh, I'm a big fan of what Zubak uh, uh, did. 9.4 points, 7.7 rebounds, one block. Montrez Harrell, I really, really do enjoy his game a lot. Uh, Almost 17 points, 6.5 boards, 1.3 blocks. Uh, I'm going Clippers on this one, but I could – see an argument for the Suns in totality you gotta go you gotta go Clippers when you look at both guys and uh, comparing to uh, uh, to both guys on the Suns now if we were going uh, which individual player would you like out of out of the four I think DeAndre Ayton's the guy uh, you likely choose out of the four but in totality when you're comparing the units I'm going Clippers as well Totally against you guys. I mean, I love Montrez Harrell, his impact on a game and all that as a as a rotational uh, center for sure. Um, I've never – I think Zubats is more uh, – I don't know. I don't think he's a great player. I don't think he's got a chance to be a great player. I think he's got a chance to every once in a while be, oh, my God, he just did that kind of player. And that that shouldn't be compared to a DeAndre Aiden and Aaron Baines rotation. I'd I, – Overall, I'm, I'm all over the Suns on this one, uh, for sure. I can see why you guys would would, would love the idea of a Montrezl Harrell. Um, certainly, I would love him as a backup, uh, but not as a starter. And Zubats, I would definitely not take over either of the Suns guys. So I'm all over the Suns. I appreciate your argument, Dave, but you lost this one again. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Dave's been on the wrong side He's of a lot of these today. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving on to the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic, 20 points, 11 boards, 0.7 blocks. I have to mention his seven assists. It's just who he is as a player. Um, Mason Plumley, eight points, six boards, 0.9 blocks. Uh, let's make the case for the Suns. Nope. I'm not uh, going to make a case. <laughs> it's all Denver. <laughs> There's not even, in my mind, it's not even worth talking about. I, I can't even make the argument in terms of nicknames. I mean, they, they, <laughs> even, they even win there. And and the Suns didn't even have the best Plumlee ever on. If you're if you're looking at trying to win the Plumlee argument, I think it's Denver across the board here. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on with that one. It's uh, easy enough. All right, um, this one, more interesting. So Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns last season uh, has a lot of defensive issues, uh, but if you're looking at just counting stats, you're looking at 24 points, 12 boards, 1.6 blocks. Gorgie Jang, I actually really like Gorgie Jang as a player. I, I think he's been misused a bit. Uh, six and a half points, four rebounds, 0.5 blocks. When you've been misused your whole career, are you By really misused? Multiple coaches. Is it really them? <laughs> I, I think he's had some good seasons. I'm I'm a fan of Jang's game. Okay. And you must be, because that's like the first name you've pronounced properly that had any kind of foreignness to it. So good job, Tim. That's not true. I, I say shart, right? He doesn't it's yeah, not even foreignness, Dave. I mean 
Uh, it's not Fordness that is the is the problem here. All right. <laughs> Johnson instead of Johnson. Yeah. Um, Majuro. No, <laughs> Majuro. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Minnesota myself. I think Carl Anthony Towns is what we all hope DeAndre Ayton becomes someday. Um, I really do think that's about uh, DeAndre Ayton's ceiling as a player. Yeah, there may be certain aspects of their skill sets that are slightly different, but we would all love DeAndre Ayton to become Carl Anthony Towns, who is still somewhat of a question mark defensively, but he's got he's got stuff that he does well. Um, DeAndre Ayton may end up being a better defender in some ways and a worse defender in other ways, but they'll they'll level out on as a ceiling on the ceiling. That's as good as Ayton's going to get. So, <clears throat> if we want Ayton to be like Towns one day, how about we just do Towns? And as far as a backup, yeah, I'd rather have Gorky Jang um, over Aaron Baines. So I don't think this is a contest for me. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say almost exactly the same thing. That I mean, really, Carl Anthony Towns is what you hope we're, we're getting uh, with DeAndre Ayton, and he's not there yet. So it, it'd be tough to make the argument in, in any way that you'd rather have uh, the, the the younger yet lesser version uh in this, so I, I'm leaning Minnesota here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. Uh, just to comment on one of Dave's points, I, I don't think it's really that clear for me. I'd rather have Jang than Baines. It's uh, pretty close. To, yeah, I feel like you could make an argument either way, and then you really want to see uh, how this offense and defense is, is going to work during the season, which is something we haven't seen, and that could sway which type of player I would rather have as the uh, backup center. Um, uh, but regardless, I think we all basically agree that the Timberwolves center rotation is better than the Suns in during one season. All right, let's talk about the Kings. Dwayne Dedman, 10.8 points, 7.5 rebounds, 1.1 blocks. Harry Giles, 7 points, 4 rebounds, 4 blocks. Uh, Suns all day, every day? Only a Sacramento diehard fan would say that they'd rather have Dwayne Dedman over DeAndre Aiden. Uh, that's, uh, but, and those are the only people. So absolutely the Suns over the Kings. If the Kings had a choice, they would take the Suns rotation. Oh, in a heartbeat. The Kings fans would uh, would jump at being able to get the Suns center rotation. Not even uh, no no way to, to to deny that. Um Espo quickly uh, Michael Rhodes here on the YouTube chat um, has a comment for you. I just I just adjusted it, so all right. Uh, all right. So do, 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 do. We are going to Suns. The Suns are better than the Kings. Because I can't see these questions. He, he said, I, I, I need to stop screaming. And uh, because I, I'm, I'm louder than them. But I never, whenever we go back and listen, it never sounds like that. So. All right. So out of context, you got to, you got to understand. I'm sitting over here and I hear Michael Rhodes asked you something and you said, I adjusted it. So, mm. So I'm, I'm just wondering what that was. So it's, it's volume. My, volume. Michael Rhodes has the the other stream where you can. Uh, well, never mind. <laughs> my my favorite cool. part is that Michael Rhodes. Every comment that he makes is complaining about you screaming, but yet he puts exclamation points after everything he says. I don't care. He I wants mean, to catch up. He's trying to. He's trying to fit in. Look, uh, <laughs> I, I I'm loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, so moving on to the Pelicans, Derek Favors and Jackson Hayes. Derek Favors last season, uh, 12 points, seven boards, 1.4 blocks. Uh, worth noting, he's really going into uh, the prime slash end prime of uh, his career. Uh, incredibly valuable player at this point. You're getting the best of the Pelicans are getting the yeah. best of Derek Favors <clears throat> at this point right now. Uh Jackson Hayes, rookie out of Texas, the only numbers I had to go off of are last season, um, 19 points, five boards, uh, two point two blocks in uh in college. Yep. Am I the only one that that looks at at Derek Favors and feels like he's been in the league twenty years? Oh yeah. It feels that way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's he. I feel like he's as old as Gorgie Jang looks, and probably is. Um, so I, I think Derek Favors is an excellent, excellent player. He's an incredible defender. He does enough around the rim to be effective. I think he's better than Clint Capella, in my opinion, um, regarding that kind of thing. Although he doesn't run the floor quite as fast, but I'd rather have a Derek Favors over a Clint Capella, even though I said Clint Capella was a star, kind of on defensively. And uh, close, of a, close to a toss-up with DeAndre Ayton, um, I'd rather have Derek Favors. And I'm not sure why the Suns didn't target him at some point. But now that you have Ayton, there's no reason. Um, man, the Pelicans really made out well this summer. They're getting De Derek Favors as their starting center and then having Jackson Hayes as a potential guy coming off the bench. I tend to think Jackson Hayes' is kind of, his career is going to look like Rishon Holmes, I may regret that at some point because he may turn out to be more like a Jared Allen or even better than that. Um, but I I don't see him being a huge star in the NBA, but I do think he'll be a fun guy off the bench that everybody loves. And Jared Allen, by the way, <laughs> with the Nets, um, he goes from being a young star who could who could uh, become a star uh, in, in the league, and suddenly now the Nets have DeAndre Jordan for three years. So that's interesting. Um, but <clears throat> back to the Pelicans. You know what? I think I'm going to have to go with the Pelicans in this coming year. What do you think, Greg? I'm going DeAndre Ayton all the way. I, he's, uh, I think he's, he's going to be better than Favors this year. I think we're underrating Aaron Baines in a lot of these situations, likely because we haven't seen enough of him Uh in person to uh, to really have a good feel for him, uh, I think it's the Suns in this situation. So we are one to one, Tim. Oh, uh, I'm, going, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Suns all the way. Uh, I'd uh, rather have Bands, honestly, uh, probably over Derek Favors, uh, and I really like Derek Favors. I also really like uh, Bands, but um, you can make the argument there. And then uh, Jackson Hayes uh, versus either one of DeAndre Aiden or Aaron Bands. I mean, you know, I don't even really think that's close. So uh, I'm definitely going Suns over the Pelicans. It is worth noting, though, that they do have a certain rookie who is likely going to be. Whoa. Um, who is likely going to be playing some backup center minutes. Uh, a shout out to Jeremiah over on the YouTube chat, man. We really, really appreciate your support. Um, unnecessary, but uh, really what? appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, he just uh, donated 20 bucks to the show. Nice. You can, you yeah, that is necessary. You're you're tired of seeing Tim's pair of glasses right there. I appreciate that. We it's a it's a new feature. You can do this like super chat, donate right in the uh, 
in the YouTube chat. So Jeremiah, big, big chat. We need some kind of horn when that happens. Uh, I won't yes, get I won't get loud though because apparently I'm offending people with my loudness and my bassy you know, voice. You've got. We, but, look, let's be fair. It's tough when you got the earbuds in here trying to listen and things are at different levels i'm just amazing i have this this, this booming voice so I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in check but thank you jeremiah we really appreciate you for uh for the donation hey, hey also jeremiah if you do have a you know a, a mailbag question you want to get in during the show we'll make sure that we we uh we get to that all right so going with uh going with the suns being better than the pelicans uh moving the show right along here we have two more teams left we're gonna compare the mavericks now dwight powell uh max kleber dwight powell last season 10.6 points five boards 0.6 blocks um kleber seven points four and a half boards 1.1 blocks good player i know where i stand on this how do you guys feel I really think that the Mavericks are going to end up playing Porzingis a lot as the only big on the floor. They're going to go small. Um, so I don't know. Maxi Kleber, Maxi Kleber is pretty good. He's like sneaky good. I like him as a player. He's not a star, but I like him as a player. He does some good, really good things on the court and he helps a team win some games. Uh, so between him and Porzingis, I'm, I'm a fan. I've never been a real fan of Dwight Powell, although he does some interesting things. Um, but I, I, I got to go with the Suns rotation unless you make Porzingis the starter and then it becomes closer. But even then Porzingis is going to be coming off that injury. So I don't think he'll be his full self this year, um, at least certainly defensively or, or anything other than shooting like Dirk. Um, I think that's going to be uh, one of these comeback years for Porzingis where he'll be better a year from now than he is now. So having said all of that, I still would take the Suns for sure over the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm square in the, in that camp. I don't I don't really see the argument to be made here that the Mavericks uh have better center rotation than, than the Suns even if you're counting Porzingis uh coming off that injury, uh, off the court things that are going to be uh distracting him. I just don't see it. So uh, so the Lakers, last team. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm not even going to read their stats. Uh Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Sorry, Laker fan. I hope you made it all the way through the pod, but we really can't really make an argument for the Lakers center rotation being better than the Suns this year. Uh, Dwight Howard is a true shell of himself, and uh, JaVale McGee has always been a dude that's great for a few games. He might even go, you know what, JaVale McGee may go 20-20 and against the Suns in a game this year, like he did pretty much last year. But that doesn't mean the Lakers are going to win the game. Uh, So... I know people go, oh, well, the Suns never win games either. And that's true. Uh, but I, I just, I would absolutely, if the Laker fans had a choice, they would take Aiden and Baines over their current like their current center rotation. So you just can't really make that argument. It's got to be the Suns. I'm actually going to make the argument here. I'm, oh, I'm going to make the argument for the Lakers here. And there's Good luck. How? There's there's two ways here. All right. Baited and, and, breath. No, I had two ways, and, and it's it's hands down uh, the Lakers' rotation is better than the Suns in these two ways. And it's in shacked in a fool appearances or internet <laughs> memes. And that is the only way the Lakers' <laughs> center's rotation will beat the Suns' center's rotation this year. I, I will give it to McGee that he's a bit more of an athletic center than than uh players really or then uh, fans really give him credit for uh, he can catch some pretty cool lobs and get some really fun dunks uh, i'm just i'm so low on dwight howard 
uh, as a locker room presence, as you know, he's been on what, like five teams in four years everywhere he leaves. People are glad to see him go. Like he's just, he's not a player. I would want to. <laughs> right. And it, you know, the thing is, so the Lakers had an opportunity, um, uh, uh, uh to get Joakim Noah, right. And Joakim Noah played quality minutes for the Grizzlies last year. He's also really good locker room presence and he's a professional dude. And they went with Dwight Howard. Like it, it just blows my mind why they do this. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like somehow he had some dirt on like Jeannie bus or something. It was like, you have to bring me back because of X, Y, and Z. And, uh, or the league was like, we need to make this uh, the the biggest spectacle possible. You have to take Dwight. I don't know why they would do it. Now, I don't know that the corpse of Joe Kim Noah is, is much better. Uh, and it his is. Man it's bun. still a corpse. It's still a corpse, but it's much better. Yeah, I, I mean, I have no, I really, there's, it's going to be a joke of a position there, but they don't have to worry about it because, you know, they have two things that, that most teams in the NBA don't have, which is major superstars in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And really what I think signing Dwight was about was appeasing Anthony Davis so he doesn't, or at least there's the appearance that he doesn't have to play the center position. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let me, all we got to do to sum this up is, ask would the lakers rather would should the lakers rather have dwight howard javel mcgee or ivica zubats they should want zubats just another dumb thing that they did right Um, jim rose um Longtime listener on the YouTube chat, he said uh, that the Lakers didn't take Noah because he double teamed Booker. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I, I've heard sources within uh, nowhere had told me the same exact thing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's I did. You they look were still at it. Talking about the double team on the jump yesterday. I mean, that's because there's it. nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, no, um, hold on, hold on a second though. I, seriously, the. The Lakers don't know what they're doing because they've got uh, Rob Palinka, who looks like what Rob Lowe really should look like at Rob Lowe's current age, but doesn't. Yes. <laughs> like that. That I think that's part of the problem. They've got that guy running things. I mean, that, that's a big issue for them. Between Rob Lowe and Keanu Reeves, those dudes are like they look like half their age, and it doesn't look like they've done much surgery to do it. It's just. Weird. Good, good genetics. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's go ahead and sum this up as well as where we fell um, ranking the other starting positions for the Suns versus other teams in the West. So right now we have the Suns being worse than the Trailblazers, the Jazz, OKC, Nuggets, and Wolves. That is their their center rotation, uh, which would put them as the sixth best center rotation in the West. Um, being better than the Warriors, Rockets, Spurs, Clippers, Kings, Pelicans, Mavericks, and Lakers. Um, the forward, so that's comparing the Suns' proje- projected starting lineup of Kelly Oubre as well as Sharich. We have them as being the uh, sixth best in the West. And the backcourt, we have the Suns' backcourt, Rubio, which I actually might bump up after watching some of this feeble play, and Booker being the seventh best. If you were to take all of this combined... You could say the Suns could make a playoff 
run. They're a, a play, play for a playoff spot. That's because we're homers. Okay. I'm going to, yeah, after hearing that recap, I'm going to revisit what was said in the chat. And maybe I am high because I don't, how did we, how did we take a team that won 19 games last year and wind up saying they're, they're, uh, they're that good in the West. Uh, and what's even funny is I like the sun's bench too. <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm feeling way, way too good about this. Like, like way too good. And, and I'm feeling optimistic and I feel like this is where, uh, where Lucy, uh, aka Robert Sarver, somehow pulls the football out from under me, and I uh, and I totally just biff it here because I I have not felt this good in a very long time, and I feel like I'm setting myself up to get kicked. Hey, so- we haven't even talked about because we don't know yet about the coaching staff. The coaching staff is pretty good, and and the and the bench is pretty good. So, yeah, we're setting ourselves up for huge disappointment here, guys. I mean, there's no way the Suns are six in the West. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, this is a Sun show, and we will be as optimistic as we want to. I do want to thank William over in the YouTube chat, who also did a $10 donation during the show. Super Hi. awesome. Yeah, so William, like I said in the chat, go ahead and uh, is – well, for you, Jeremiah, um, hit us up the Sun Solar Panel on Twitter at Sun Solar Panel. Send me your address, and I will make sure that I send you some Sun swag. Jeremiah did have a question I want to make sure that we get to. Uh, so this is off the top of your head. If you guys want to answer this more fully on the next episode after you've had some time to think, that's obviously okay as well. Maybe we'll open the show with it. But Jeremiah asked, with the Suns roster, is there a current NBA player that could um, be signed or added to the roster to deepen the team's dynamic? And then he said, he followed that up, could we add Joakim Noah if one of our centers gets hurt? If I were the Suns and I were looking to add a player uh, from a dynamic standpoint, it would be adding an athletic small ball five to the roster. Um, I can't really think of who's available that they could do so. It might be something they would need to work out in a trade. Um, obviously, uh, uh, Ed Davis actually comes to mind as somebody I think that you could plug into the Suns system that would be pretty dynamic depending on the matchup. Here, here's a cra- to, go ahead, Greg. I was just going to say, here's a crazy name. Uh, and, and I don't think it's some key to the season or, or anything crazy, but could be fun for numerous reasons. Uh, Amari Stoudemire would be Interesting. He's trying to get back in. He could play a little backup power forward. Could play a little backup center. Gives you a little connection. The give you a little connection to the past. I mean, I'm. Let's be honest. It's it's the middle of September. Training camp's about to start. You're not going to find a guy that's going to be a superstar or a huge impact right now. But he could be an interesting name to to add a little intrigue to things if we're if we're if we're playing in in this world that jeremiah is asking us to do i think they will no do i think they should eh, i don't know but if if we're being asked if they were to add somebody that's a name that would be intriguing how would that make the team more dynamic though if, if anything i think it would make the team less dynamic no he'd get some cooldowns that doesn't make them more dynamic you don't i mean what is what is adding amari stoudemire if he plays 15 minutes a game uh, do for the Suns that any other player that they have on the current roster wouldn't do. I mean, that's the 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 premise of the question is what player can they add that would make the team more dynamic? Okay, you you want the the answer to this? No one right now because there's nobody available that changes things for anybody. Uh, you're at this you're point. forgetting you're forgetting about Derek Williams. 
Oh god! Oh no! Did you that, set this up? <laughs> that's a callback. There, there's no Jeremiah. It's actually Tim who set this whole thing up just so he could mention Derek Williams. <laughs> oh man! Does he? He's available. You know, in, in more seriousness, what I would have said, um, maybe not necessarily more dynamic, but more potential depth for um, increasing the chances to win games, I would have said until a couple days ago, Tabo Cephalosha, because he is a good defender on the on the wing, or at least he used to be. And so if he could be a good defender on the wing at a shooting guard position, um, the Suns are still slightly light on that, although they can make it work with Ricky Rubio in an off-guard role, uh, playing playing defense against the other team's shooting guard. We can Bridges. Bridges, who can slide up to the two. Ubre who can slide up to the two. Absolutely, the Suns do have options. Uh, but one more defensive option who can make some threes would be good. Um, Tyler Johnson may just be that guy. But Ty Jerome and Cam Johnson are not those guys defensively. Uh, if you, you want to m- make the dynamic swing in the wrong direction, you could sign Carmelo. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, I wouldn't. You know, I, that wouldn't bother me all that oh, much. God, if if, if so Carmelo much. would agree to play, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game, I think that he could be just fine. The oh, issue with God. Carmelo is that he that's he's not going to do that. And he's not going to do that for a shitty team. Well, I tell you what, man, that would just it would just kill me if the Suns signed Carmelo. Uh, that would be so bad. I don't care how many uh, minutes he plays. According to us, the Suns aren't going to be a crappy team. They're going to be sixth in the West. So. <laughs> We've solved that portion of it. <clears throat> All right. Um, so we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, not really sure what we're going to do for our midweek topic, but we will be back. And, of course, if you guys want to join us live, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, we record live in theory every single Wednesday right around 7 o'clock Arizona time. Uh, we also record live every Saturday morning. Um, 7 a.m. Arizona time. You can always hit up our Twitter at Sun Solar Panel, and we do tweet out the links for that too. So uh, if you're wondering where to find it, that's how you can do so.